Sugarcoated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Sugar Coated. I'm so excited to share my next guest with you. You've met her before. Her name is Yuri Chu Su. And Yuri is actually a member of the She Leads Media team. She helps me out with some podcast marketing. She is an operations guru. Uh, and I was introduced to her by my dear friend, Jennifer Dawn, who has a podcast here on the She Leads Podcast Network as well. Jennifer's podcast is called Happy Productive. And if you have not listened, I highly recommend that you tune in. Uh, Jennifer has a top 5% podcast worldwide, and she brings on some pretty incredible guests. And being a pretty incredible person herself, you can see why. So take a listen to Happy Productive and also take a listen into some of the other podcasts that are on the She Leads Podcast Network. Uh, those would be Therapy Deconstructed with Dr. Bonnie Wims. Uh, you will learn everything that you need to know about therapy and demystify what it isn't and and figure out what it is and determine whether that is good for you or somebody that you know that might be struggling. Uh, we also have a podcast called Creative Visionaries uh, hosted by Tori Barker. I highly recommend that you tune in with that as well. There's some really great things coming in 2024 from Tori. And also Ravel, Ravel Radio, hosted by Kara Steinman. This too is an incredible podcast hosted by a wonderfully creative, brilliant woman, Kara Steinman. And uh, she has a thriving community that I am a part of. And it's actually how I met Tori Barker. So lots of great things happening on the She Leads Podcast Network, including this podcast that you're listening to right here called uh, Sugar Coated. And we also have some very interesting things that will be uh, changing and updating throughout 2024. So without further ado, I'd like to just share and open up this conversation, this sort of final conversation that I've had with Yuri Chusu. And the reason that I say it's final is because it's the third in a series of Yuri's journey around the world, literally. Yuri participated in a program called Remote Year. What is Remote Year? Well, it's pretty incredible. It is a program 
travel community with other digital nomads and Remote Year brings together remote workers and digital nomads as a community to work and explore in over 80 destinations around the world one month at a time. Working remotely and traveling solo can be daunting, time-consuming, and isolating, so Remote Year takes care of all that planning for you. So Yuri actually did the entire remote year. You don't have to do a remote year. You can do a month at a time or three months at a time, but Yuri chose to go on this journey around the world and this journey, I would say, within herself. So take a listen into this revealing, genuine, vulnerable conversation that Yuri and I have. And I am so honored that she chose to share her story with us. Hello. So I am here today with Yuri Chu Su, who has just recently completed her year traveling around the world with an incredible program called Remote Year. And Remote Year brings together digital nomads and remote workers to explore over 80 destinations one month at a time. And Yuri, you chose to embark upon this journey and kind of go all in, right? You didn't just choose a month. You chose to go for an entire year. Yeah. So that means 12 different countries. And I know that you're in another place even now, so it's more than that. And we did speak a couple of months in and then another couple of months in about sort of where you were in the world and where you were like on this journey. And I'm so happy and honestly grateful to be talking to you today because not a lot of people do this in their lives, right? This is something extraordinary. And you were able to travel, to work, and to probably discover things about others and yourself that you had no idea about. So I kind of want to start with maybe where you are right now and then talk about some of the lessons or the insights that you had. And then maybe we can dive into anything that kind of really stands out to you. So where are you right now? Well, thank you for having me back <laughs> and doing this with me to help me capture this journey that I've been on. I am currently in Buenos Aires, Argentina, which was not part of the journey. And uh, when people hear that, I've chosen to at least settle here for a little bit. And when people hear that, they're surprised because I went all over and I chose somewhere completely different to kind of settle in. But I guess a lesson that I've learned from my experience is that sometimes when you plan out life, <laughs> the expectations that you have are not going to come out as is. And that's a huge, mm -hmm. huge lesson that I walked away with. I went into the experience with, I guess, just this list of expectations that I had. And some came true, some didn't come true. And it just comes to show that plan just always has its own plan for you. Life has its own plan for you and it might not coincide with what you have in mind. So let's like, let's almost go back to, you know, a little bit more than a year ago when you made the decision to 
to do this remote year, when you said to yourself, you know what, I am going to go all in and I'm going to do this. Do you remember sort of where you were and what was the thing that made you make that decision that you were going to go for it? Yeah, I vividly remember. I was actually in Bali. I was there for four months in 2022. And remote year was beginning in September 2022. And I remember this was in June. And up in this point, I had known about this particular journey that remote year was offering for about nine months, I would say. And I'd contemplated it. I'd mapped out like the finances and everything. And ultimately, it was a gut instinct. I just knew I was meant to do it. And the biggest push was the fact that the program that I did was named my name. Yeah. So it's called the Yuri program and it's quite an unbelievable reality that I lived for a year and that I will always live with for the rest of my life. Uh, so Remote Year does these different journeys with different durations, different itineraries, and they're called something after a famous person or a city, somebody who left a legacy behind. And the program that I did was called the Yuri program. Oh my God. So in many ways, this was a divinely guided journey. And I just knew that if I didn't do it, I would forever wonder. I would forever think about it and, and think, what if? And that's just not the kind of person that I am. So I decided to do it, to enroll. I paid my deposit at this point. And I remember I was flying from... After Bali, I was going to go to Thailand. So from Thailand, I had to buy a plane ticket to the first destination. And when I bought that first plane ticket, that was my way of telling myself and the universe, like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm committing to this year-long journey. And I had to convert the price of the flight into Canadian dollars. And the flight price was 888.88. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> I don't think you ever told me that. Wow. <laughs> So I was, yeah, I got chills all over my body. And then I knew that I was for sure meant to do it. Oh my um, God. Talk about yeah. signs, right? <laughs> and I have a uh, multiple major sign stories, like two major ones throughout uh, that happened after the program started. But yeah, it was. Well, we're going to get there. Let's we'll get, get to there. those what those signs are because I I I love this right because I think that there is definitely something some magic that happens and that there is something guiding us toward what we need to do for our higher and best selves and you know whether whatever anybody believes when a program is literally named your name <laughs> mm -hmm. and then you know these these crazy eights right all in alignment like eight is 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 infinity right it has special meaning i mean this is these are all signs and the fact that you invested in yourself in this way is so interesting, right? And, you know, you're not a college student going on a travel abroad. You are a, a more mature person that has lived your life. And it's something that people 
do maybe when they're younger, traditionally, when they're younger, or maybe even when they're older, after they've sort of had their careers. But you did it at a time when, you know, you, I think, and it's post-pandemic and all of that, were trying to figure out what's what's my place in in life? What's my place in this world? And I think getting out and getting outside of your comfort zone, which I know at times was not was not comfortable, right? I think it helped you to realize something or a multitude of things about other people and yourself. So if you could, you know, sort of think about in this whole journey, what were maybe the top three things, or it could be one, two, three, that you learned about you? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. What is coming up for me when I think about that question is that I really did see how much I can survive through because traveling, yes, it's amazing. It's incredible, but it's also really difficult. It's a lot of adjustments. It is a lot of getting out of your comfort zone. And at times I really struggled for a multitude of reasons. And, you know, I'm still here today telling the tale. I survived. I'm a survivor. I'm a warrior. So it really showed to me how much resilience I have. And I do have to give myself a pat on the back because it was not easy. As incredible as it was, it was definitely such a challenging journey to be able to navigate just so many dynamics, people, time zones, cultures, uh, what I was going through internally. And I just saw my strength through it all. So I think that's one of the biggest things I took away from that. Um, Another thing that I learned about myself is how adaptable I can be, literally going from country to country, speaking different languages, navigating different everything at the (laughs) the flip of a switch, like being an Asian one day and being an African the other. It's like, it's fast. So being able to just navigate through that and also knowing when I need to step back. So knowing how to recharge, knowing Mm. how to say no, learning how to put up boundaries, how to, one of the things that Remote Year told us is to embrace JOMO, which stands for the joy of missing out. So oh. instead of FOMO, of the fear of missing out, it's JOMO. So just to, you don't have to do everything and that's okay. And I yeah. think really being able to be okay with that has actually really helped me post Remote Year. For example, I'm currently in a new country, in a new city. And when you're in a new place, you just want to do everything, meet people, see things. And now I'm so not that person. I'm just giving myself the space to just nest, to take it easy, take it slow. And I think remote ear really, really helped me become this evolved version of myself where mm. it's okay to take things slow. It's okay to to recharge, even if that means not going out or not doing things that people would normally do in any place. Mm. I think that's so interesting because like I... I mean, I know you, you know, and when you talk about, you know, you're brave, you're strong, you're adaptable, you're resilient. I would have said those things about you before you even went on this journey. 
you know? And so it's really interesting that I think you were that person, but maybe you just didn't see it. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good reflection. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's funny how we don't necessarily see those things about ourselves until we almost like put ourselves in these uncomfortable situations where there is no doubt, right? Nobody can question you ever now, right? You're confident in your resiliency. You're confident in your adaptability. And Mm. I think that maybe that's what the difference is. It was always there. And I bet you of all the things that you learned, it wasn't that you became something that is brand new and different, but it's almost like you opened up to what you already are. That is very well put. And thank you for that reflection. And what came up to me as you were sharing that is something that I've thought of post remote year is that it really solidified my sense of self. Mm. It really mirrored me to me. And Mm. I love that you said that these were things, qualities in me that I had before traveling. It's not like I changed. It's more so that I embraced who I really am. Mm. First, acknowledging that these qualities are in me and then really embracing it. Mm. So stronger sense of self. That's so good. I wonder, like, you know, not everybody has the... uh, ability or the desire to, you know, do something like this for a year. And I'm sure that there were things that that came up for you, like, you know, if you were to sort of give someone else who was maybe, you know, unsure of who they were or who they wanted to become, what are some of the things that that you feel that you learned that have that are like applicable if someone's just kind of staying where they are but wanting that deeper knowledge of themselves mm-hmm. i think curiosity is huge mm. just being curious about what's out there what does a different life feel like a different way of doing mm. things travel obviously just opens up that part of your brain in such a intense way Mm. and i see people who do travel who are not curious who are not open-minded you know like you know people who when they travel they go to all-inclusives and they just stay at the hotel and they just you know just stay in their own bubble and i think that's what differentiates like a traveler and some and someone who just vacations you know, a real traveler, mm. they really immerses themselves in the new culture, at least is curious, asks questions, talks to local people. And I think by doing that, you really impart curiosity in, in, within you. So good. <laughs> it's so good. And like, yes, yes, yes. I think that that is the key to it all. It's like not only curiosity, but like the that enthusiastic curiosity, like, oh my God, that's different. And maybe you even say, that's weird. I don't understand it. Let me find out a little bit more about what's going on here. Yeah. And it's not just external curiosity. It's also internal curiosity. Mm. That's the underlying goal there. It's can I live my life in a different way, in, in a way that is more aligned to who I am authentically? Can I 
react to situations that in the past have always triggered me with more space, mm. more compassion? Can I do things in a different way? I think mm. that is ultimately a quality in me that I've always had that has led me to take travels like this or journeys like this. I wouldn't be the person I am today without having that innate curiosity. Mm. So good. So what is, like, I would like to know, and of course, you know, for you too, and maybe something for you to, you know, remember. So like, it did things come up that in the past may have triggered whatever within you, whether it's anger mm-hmm. or frustration or, or fear or whatever, that still triggered you, but you, you almost recognized like, ah, like I see it now and why it's triggering me. And let me think about that. Like, what are some of the specifics? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That word trigger, that has been a huge, huge word this year, this past year of travel. I feel like all my triggers at some point or the other just came to the surface and Mm. triggers really are opportunities to dive deeper into it's either an a wound that's not been healed, a trauma that's still kind of there that needs more curiosity, that needs more, you know, more compassion. And some specific triggers I'll very openly share were jealousy. I definitely felt jealous uh, of the people who I was around, whether it was a physical jealousy or seeing partners like couples. For some Mm -hmm. reason, I was in a group that everyone seemed to couple up. (laughs) (laughs) and that can be triggering for someone who does not have a couple so I definitely had to navigate through a lot of that and Mm. it wasn't easy always for sure you can only can only imagine you know being the third wheel the fifth wheel seventh wheel ninth wheel eleventh wheel literally there's so many couples (laughs) and you know I had to really just look at that and think why is this bothering me so much Mm. and have I done anything wrong with this? Where is this really stemming from? Also triggers in the sense of friendship, female friendship. Mm. I also mm. did struggle with that at some point or the other. And it it really brought up to the surface where those stemmed from, which for me was university years, which is, you know, years ago. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like there's something still there that I have to heal through. And you know, doing things like therapy and doing like a lot of journaling, inner child work, really mm-hmm. being able to talk about these things and not just brush them to the side or like not acknowledge them, but really take that as an opportunity to uncover something that needs deeper work. And the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that I learned was how important compassion really is mm-hmm. because a past version of myself would navigate these triggers with a lot of shame and guilt. Like, oh, aren't you over that already? Why is this Mm -hmm. still bothering you? And that does not create any space for you to work through anything. And I have to learn through the heart, like by the hard way, uh, that doesn't work. Like I'm just because it's coming up doesn't mean I'm any less worthy or I haven't done enough work on myself. It just means it's an opportunity to, do deeper work and having compassion with myself really allowed me to do that. It, it's almost like when you said that, it's like that's a totally different voice than you. <laughs> like 
If that's not you asking those questions, shouldn't you be over that already? That is not, that's not Yuri. And recognizing that, right? It's like, yeah. who is that? Who is that from my past? Is it, you know, a Or is parent? it society? Is it society? Yeah. Your pressure, I should be married by this age. Like, yes, understanding that it's not me. Yeah. Always, sometimes it can be, but not always. You know, it's all, a lot of us, all of us are programmed <laughs> in a very specific way. So yeah. much programming, right? And yeah. really creating space when that thought comes up. Hey, is that me? Hey, do I have to... Uh, believe that? Do I have to act on that? Yeah, that's interesting. The The idea of like the fact that you can have thoughts and you can even verbalize them, but you don't have to act on them and you don't have to believe that that is your only thought. You can have other thoughts as yeah. well and make more room for those more helpful thoughts because they're all there. And it's like, it's just like everything. It's like what we focus on grows. So we should choose to focus on the thoughts that that help us instead of that, that lead us down this path of shame. And why we make ourselves suffer is beyond me. Like, what is it in our makeup that we have that default setting to like shame ourselves and make ourselves feel bad. And like, how has that like adapted us as a a human species to keep going? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I think it's a fight or flight, innate fight or flight in us. You know, our reptilian brain just wants to help us in some way to not feel pain again, so protect us, but ultimately it drives us to feel the pain. So it's very yeah. counterintuitive and really understanding that. And again, coming back to compassion that, hey, this ultimately is just trying to protect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that is what it is, but it does it in such a convoluted Backwards. It's, it is completely backwards. And I, I think, too, there's a little bit of, like, the, the tribal part of it. So it's like you feel shame about these things so that you don't disrupt the, the tribe that you're part of. Like, oh, I feel jealous. I shouldn't feel jealous. I should be over this already because, you know, our survival mechanism is trying to keep us with the tribe. But mm-hmm. we don't have tribe. I mean, we do. But we can create our own tribes and no one's going to kick you out mm-hmm. and you can leave and be safe and no one's going to you know, harm you or anything like that. But we have to recognize that that is at play. Do you think that you would have gotten to some of these like recognitions on your own eventually? Eventually, who knows and how long, how much longer. But I really do think that travel is such a, it can be such a fast track to healing, to looking at all your shit, <laughs> to yeah. really facing your demons, really, really dead on, head on. Like it's almost like a mirror that reflects back you to you. There's mm-hmm. no escaping yourself when you are traveling. That's, I think, that's something that we talked about in like the first podcast that we did. Yeah. Like wherever you are, there you are. Really, like yeah. all your problems are there with you. Yeah, yeah, it can be, travel can be like a shiny 
kind of distraction or like a band-aid solution if you're trying to not feel whatever it is you're hiding but ultimately you are there wherever you go no matter how beautiful mm. the site is right and after 12 countries or 13 or 14 or however many you've done yeah. like over the, the last you know 14 18 months it was 20 months straight for me actually 20 it was wow. a 20-month journey i counted and i actually counted even more i kept a list of all the beds i slept in <laughs> all <Yeah>. the flights <laughs> i took and oh i left toronto in april of 2022 and i came back in October of 2023. So that was about 20 months. And I took 80 flights and I slept in 90 beds. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I did 23 countries, but the the other uh, stats are crazier. <laughs> was there anything that was like, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, but that you felt like either I'm home or this is my place or like this is the most comfortable bed that I've ever slept in. Was there anything mm. that was like a standout? Yeah. Yeah. It instantly came to me in Colombia. I really liked Medellin. Oh. And you were, you were in Bogota. You didn't go to Medellin, right? But you went no, to Bogota. Yeah. Uh, and we almost like overlapped, I think. Medellin yeah. was amazing and that was month 11 for me so a lot of the shit that I had to go through I had really like worked through and yeah. that was that month felt like such a gift I had oh. it was crazy because six different people from different parts of my life somehow were in Medellin at the same time oh my god so I got to have reunion after reunion after reunion people from someone from Toronto, a really dear friend of mine came to visit me for about a week and a half, someone who I met in my travels, a bunch of people who I met in my travels. And I got to just live so much life in one month. And then we were also located in the central area of Medellin. So there was music and it was vibrant and the co-work was super close to me and my roommates were amazing. I just, I oh. thrived and it just... Oh. It's the one place that after Argentina, I might even go back to. And that's saying a lot. So, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. The weather, it was also eternal spring, they call it in there. Mm. So it's just beautiful. I did horseback riding. I paraglided. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) I think I paraglided on the second last day that I was there. Maybe the second last day. And I'm having this incredible month. Just It felt like such a gift in so many ways. And I'm like, gliding through the city overlooking everything and I literally have like tears out of my eyes so just oh. like having this moment of look at all the things I've gotten to see in my life and it was just such a moment of gratitude and it was beautiful and I'll always have fond memories of that oh my god it's like you literally like ascended and yeah. were able to like look down on everything like that's amazing yeah and talk about ascension because the prior month and we're gonna go there but the prior month i did ayahuasca and ayahuasca was when i really faced everything head on really really did some deep 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 inner work the deepest i've ever done and hardest i've ever done but afterwards I was literally on a whole new plane and a whole new frequency, had just let go of so much that I was holding on to, understood so much of 
my life, my existence, my purpose. And now I'm yeah. in this beautiful place. And I felt like literally I was being gifted all these oh. experiences and people and connection and love. And it was magical. Oh my, that does, that sound, it sounds like <laughs> absolute magic. And you almost needed like everything in its order, in its time, sort of, yeah. you know, divinely was was laid out for you. And that is something interesting too, right? Because there has to be some level of trust that whatever's happening, good, bad, indifferent, it's like that is when it is supposed to be happening. And to really yeah. lean into that, that's so difficult to do because, you know, I'm a control freak. <laughs> I think that you are so not a control us. freak, but <laughs> you... I mean, we all have our own You like order. <laughs> yeah, I like order. We all have our, you know, our attachment to what control is in our lives, right? And wow, when you travel, there are some things that you just cannot control. And yeah, yeah that was... Uh, I think it wasn't as hard for me as other people, but I think it's also been like a muscle that I've just had to really like work through it's like okay mm. I, I cannot control this i'm i can either stress about it worry about it or just let it be and just trust that it's happening for a reason um somebody said this to me before i embarked on remote years uh program and it's something that stuck with me and she is really spiritual and she says thank you for the highest outcome that has already happened mm. wow. just understanding that whatever has happened is for the highest good and just yeah. being grateful for it even if you don't understand it even if it's not what you thought it would be or you know if it's for some reason bringing you whatever it is like negativity or difficult emotions but for some reason for some reason this is happening in the grand scheme of things and you know if i were to think back at my year-long adventure in remote year there were moments where i really just was not understanding why is this yeah. happening why is it not happening blah 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 but not in the grand scheme of things having you know hindsight it's like okay it all was there for a reason it all made sense but it's so hard really, to see that in the moment i really wish we were sort of taught this from a young age like i i feel like we could avoid so much pain and suffering if we had it didn't have to be a full understanding because we're young and, and learning. But if there is some way for us to to say, like, you know, look, whatever is happening is happening. Like, let me just kind of move through it and know that there's there's something to be learned here. Because, I, I mean, I even think, you know, we both had... Uh, experiences with jobs that we were like, why did that happen? Why, you know, and you're in it and you don't see it until afterwards. And even with relationships with people and like, sometimes things we say, like, wait, like, why did I say that? What, what was I doing? What was I thinking? And it is coming from a different, a different place, I think. And we don't give ourselves time to step back and reflect on it. That's what's missing. Mm, yeah, I can so, so agree. The time to reflect. Wow. Yeah. So many people are just running, reacting, oh. 
hustle and bustle, no time. And yeah. I mean, I get it. Life is complex. Life is hard. We have jobs. We have relationships. People have kids, responsibilities. It's a lot to handle. Being human is hard. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing that I really, really just acknowledged this past year, two years. It's like, like being human in itself is complex. Yeah. So giving ourselves the luxury of time to slow mm. down and to just be in whatever way that feels good for you is so, so needed. That's why self-care is so important. Yeah. And no matter what you're going through, even just five minutes a day, 10 minutes, you know, just to take a deep a breath and just really mm. ground, it goes a long, long way because so many people like I said, are just reacting or just yeah. in this dog world. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely I don't one blame of them. you. You're <laughs> navigating a lot of things. I mean, and also, you know, having a lot on your plate, a job, wife, children, you know, like uh, she leads. I mean, that's a whole undertaking, the conference. But you know what's funny? Like even listening to you, and I'm I'm sure that you had a lot of conversations with people, like over you know these last twenty months. But so much of what we do, we like spin up ourselves. Like this wasn't like dumped on me. Like all the things that I that I do and have, and that I'm busy. Like they didn't they didn't just come out of nowhere. I spun all this crap up, <laughs> you know. And then I complain about it. And mm. it's like the only person to blame for all of that is me. And it's like, why did I do that? What, what's, how is that benefiting me? And what is the, you know, the complaining about being so busy and having so much to do? How is that like benefiting me? It's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it's true. Mm. It's like, it's the mirror. Like, because when I listen to people, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. I get annoyed at like listening to them. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's how I sound. Uh, it's crazy. So self-reflection. It's like, why are you doing all these things? There must right. be a reason, obviously, why you're doing them, right? And it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I'm I'm a little older than you. But I think as I get older, I'm starting to realize like, wait a minute, you don't need to be doing all of these things things it's actually harming you mm. relationships things you want to do mm. and it makes me reflect like what can I clear from my plate because my plate mm. is piled and yeah. I can't eat it all <laughs> yeah you know it's crazy so I'm kind of wondering like you know the people that you met you know, some I'm sure you're still in touch with. Others, like they say, you know, for a season, for a reason, oh, right? Yeah, for sure. So like what, who are, and it doesn't have, you know, no naming names or anything like yeah. that, but who are some of the people that maybe you met for a time and they yeah. they made you think about something or they were like a great friend for like, you know, two days, Yeah. Right? And then like, and, and then who is, who are some of the people that you're still in touch with? Yeah. Right. Like those two things, like think, like think about those two almost like categories of, of acquaintances, friends, relationships. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, and just just talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my best friend in the program, I'm still in touch with him, of course. And our second conversation, which was, I think, a week into the year, we just knew, like, we just knew there was something there. And mm-hmm. uh, nothing beyond the platonic relationship, but it was, he's someone who I respect dearly. And I really look up to him and I saw him go through his own journey and we were definitely mirrors for each other. We went through very similar struggles together and we you know, have very different journeys as well, but it was just so nice to be able to have someone and just, you can peel back the facade and peel back the layers and just talk soul to soul. And I'll always mm. love our, uh, our journey together. And, and yeah, he's great. Um, a year ago, we were living together in Cape Town, which is when we recorded our last podcast. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So he's incredible. I had, yeah, I had like my little group who were great as well. And on our last day, we, in very Yuri fashion, I asked to do like a sharing circle. And that was really, really sweet where we all went around and talked about our experience and Everyone cried, of course, because yeah. it was like the end of a year, you know, and we've got, we all went through so, so much, but that's a special group. And just today, um, that person who I just mentioned, my best friend, his girlfriend just reached out to do like a Christmas call. So we're all still in touch Aww. and that's really sweet. And a bunch of us just saw each other too recently, which was crazy because it wasn't really planned, but we we're all like in the same place. So that was really cool. Um, the people who I roomed with in Medellin, they're oh, part of my soul for sure. I mean, you get to experience so much with these people that there's no way you're not going to be bonded. Yeah. Um, and then there were some people who I met who, who knows if I'll ever see again, who knows if I'll ever speak to. But yeah. for the moment, the day or the hours that we connected, it was like, whoa, like a portal opened. Yeah. Um, some of these people, yeah, I not even spoken to since I last saw them, but we shared something really powerful together. And I'm just so grateful for those experiences that just really expanded me and um, made my heart like beat faster, beat like, beat louder almost. Yeah. Right. Cause it, I, I, I have had those experiences for 100% sure. And the way that I think about it is like, you know, I, I don't know whether they're, they're angels on earth or whatever, but it almost shows you that people are good, you know, like it's simple, but if you are open and they're open and you're having some type of a shared experience, you know, like people are good and they'll give you a helping hand or like show you where to go to be safe or like listen to you talk because you just need to get something off your chest and Mm. whether you see them ever again that's not the point Mm. you know the point isn't that every single person that you meet you have to have like this lifelong relationship with because they they are they're little like you know it's like candy land it's like nuggets of gold almost like pots of gold pots of gold i think that's the term that i even i used it's like because you don't you don't get that many of them so they really are just like surprises like oh 
oh, I wasn't planning on turning left in the street. And then I now have this person who shared something and I feel really connected. And you just, you can't plan these things. You don't. It's almost like the beauty of surprise, element of surprise of life. And that's one thing that I also really learned is that you're not going to vibe with everybody you meet. You're not going to like them. They might not like you. You're not going to connect. And that's totally okay. And I think the older that I get, it's like that. I understand that just so much more that most people I'm not going to have a deep experience with because to be honest, most people are simply not as open as I am not to put myself on like a different pedestal or anything, but I'm just a really open person and a lot of people aren't and that can almost intimidate them or push them away. And when I was younger, you know, I would, take that as am I doing something wrong am I being too much and it's like no I'm just being myself and that's not everyone's cup of tea and that's totally okay Mm. just really accepting me for me and embracing me and and knowing that the right people will want me around yeah that's a big lesson And, and also sometimes because you are so open and you are you, you know, and that is intimidating to people because not everybody shows up as themselves, right? Everybody's got, not everybody, that many people have this facade, this image that they're trying to portray uh, uh, about who they are. And so when they come across someone that is maybe just, you know, further along on the journey, and we're not talking about being better or anything like that, but maybe just further along on a self-awareness journey, it's, it's jarring to them. How can she be like that? What's her motive? Because they're thinking and reacting to you from their point of view. And that's like a huge realization too, right? Yes. And something that's coming up for me, which is a huge lesson, is that people always act based on them. People always act based on them. A hundred percent. So taking things personally or, you know, being offended. Yeah, people can be mean and sometimes it is directed, sure. But when it's not, most of the time, they're just reacting based on what's coming up for them, based on their programming, their childhood, their whatever it is. And just really being able to witness that. And that just alleviates so much pressure. Like, hey, you're doing you and we might not be colliding at this point, but that's okay. That doesn't mean that I did anything wrong. Yeah, and it it doesn't mean like, even if they're coming at you or like not nice or whatever, that it's like, that's okay. Like no skin off my back because I'm doing me too. And it allows you to move forward and not get stuck there. I know that I suffer and suffered from that. Like, why don't they like me? What did I do wrong? And it's like, you start ruminating and what a waste of energy. Oh my gosh. What a waste of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Just move on. Yeah. Easier said than done, but yes. I think the the more work you've done on yourself, the lighter it is to navigate through these almost quicksand moments, I kind of call them. Like you yeah. never know when to just suck that. you in. Yeah, just like yeah, going yeah. about your day and you're like, oh, I'm stuck here now. And how do I navigate this? If I move too fast, if I freak out, if I react, I'm going to get sucked in deeper. Let me yep. take a breath. Let me, you know, give some space and 
and act in a not such a reactive way. Yeah. And think about the, like everything that's coming up for you about that situation and being okay with almost expressing it. Because I think sometimes that's part of it too. Like, like I'm pissed. Mm. Okay. You don't have to not be pissed. Like Mm. first be pissed and then try to understand, like, don't try to tamp down that you're angry. Oh, so good. And what's coming up for me now, it's something that I went through in my last month. And I don't get angry easily. It does not happen for me. I'm just not that person. But something happened that really got me angry. Yeah. And it, it happened with somebody who was part of my group. Mm. So that really like, whoa, that really was tough to navigate through. And it was an opportunity for me to really stand up for myself. Which is something that I don't typically do. I don't I don't like confrontation. I typically am I'll just brush it off, but it was something that I, I felt like I could not move past it until I acknowledged it and I yeah. addressed it. Gosh. So and this was the last month. So it was just like such a like opportunity and um I couldn't back off from it. So yeah, I had really tough conversations and Mm -hmm. I had to navigate through difficult emotions and acknowledge that what happened did not feel good for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I don't navigate through. I don't go through often, if ever, but I think it was such a push towards acknowledging how far I've come in my own evolution. Yeah. And um, that... I needed to release this for me to really move forward. Otherwise, yeah. I would have just held it all in and it would have, you know, changed my experience, how the how you, the remote year, year ended for me, my relationship with this yeah. person. And I didn't want to end that way. It's almost like, like that, <laughs> like I think of the cornucopia of emotions and like giving yourself permission to feel them all. Like not just 80% of them or 90% or 98% or of them. Ones, but you know. What? Yeah. Yeah. Only the, the appropriate ones, right? Like Ugh. anger. It was like the, the last, it was like the holdout, you know? And it's the like, last no, one no, no. I didn't click. It's yeah. like, I had to just scratch that one off. The whole, the whole wheel of emotions. It's like, yeah. no, Miriam, this is one chunk that you have in yep. the process. You get yeah. to be angry now. How do you navigate through it? So cool. Like I I see this as almost like there's so many different layers and it is such a journey on so many different levels, but it's like, it's all about navigation, right? Navigating yourself, navigating your emotions, navigating relationships. relationships. (laughs) Holy, I mean. It's literally like traveling through it. It's like such a journey, right? And that's why I feel like it was like a fast path of life. It was a fast track of life and growth. And I think on the last day when I had this sharing circle with my friends, it was like, somebody said, like, I'm going to need so much therapy from this. (laughs) (laughs) I think the same person said that this was like a fast path of life and growth. And I'm going to need so much therapy from this. And it was like Mm. so true because, whoa, you you just were faced with everything possible. Yeah, like it it stirred it up, which is like... everything. But that's good because at least it's all it's all there on the blackboard (laughs) right it's not it's not like hidden underneath something it's at least there for you to decide 
what you want to work on next. And you don't have to work on it all at once, but at yeah. least, at least it's out. Definitely. At least it's out on the blackboard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. If, if what I'm supposed to come out of this whole travel journey with is a full blackboard, <laughs> yeah, then that is like, I, I won. <laughs> yeah. if that's what it is. Cause I feel like, yeah. I know myself just I know everything no I'm not going to say that because then that just limits you know how much, so more. much more I right? know there's so m- much there's more, more to learn oh, there's always more to learn for sure but it really was just like putting myself in a microscope and just like analyzing everything <laughs> like an oh, ant just like part right everything. here <laughs> pick this apart now yeah Oh my God, I love this. So like, there doesn't have to be anything. So I'm not suggesting this at all. You don't have to have any answer. You don't have to have anything wrapped up in a nice bow. You don't have to have your whole life journey like ahead of you. But is there something that you're at least moving toward next? Yeah, so I will share this to hold myself accountable. I just committed to, I'm not going to say what it is, but I just committed to doing a project that will be very public and it will Uh share my story. It will share my story in a very public way, which is something that I have not done much of. I have been very reserved and I've had conversations and had two podcasts released with you, but to really dive deep into the complexity that is my life and my mind and my journey I have not done so so it's something that I've been wanting to do for the past honestly like two three years and I've oh. never really prioritized it and I was on a call with um, a dear group of mine last week and they learned about this and they lovingly pushed me to set a deadline and to just yeah. do it and mm-hmm. I committed to doing it by my next birthday, which is in less than a month, which is crazy to me. Oh my God. <laughs> so now that I'm saying it, yeah, out loud, it's a lot more of a commitment, but I'm even doing it. So that's what's next. That's amazing. It's- and don't also like the, I love the accountability of it. Don't feel like whatever it is has got to be perfect. It's not right? going to be. No. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever it is, is sort of the next step. And I think that you are going to inspire a a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I really do. You're awesome though. You always (laughs) are. I mean, come on. From from like minute one that I talked to you. (laughs) So I mean, yeah, I mean, that is definitely not why I'm doing it, but it's such an incredible feeling too and I've had people tell me this you know like seeing you just travel and do these things just really make me want to and I I know what that feels like because when I've seen other people take these big bold moves and and seek discomfort which is such a huge mod in my life from yes theory I'll quote them since they're such an inspiration for me but seeking discomfort and they really believe that the best things out of life come outside of your comfort zone yeah so yeah sharing that story i'm sure will be impactful what is it like uh rock sharpened steel i don't know if that's the right 
analogy. There's something about like, like a hard thing sharpens the knife. You know what I mean? Diamonds, you know? Much better. <laughs> like rocks sharp and steel. Pressure <laughs> makes diamonds is so much more lovely and understandable. <laughs> oh my god! I get it. I totally get it. But yeah, it's so true. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that also the message there is that what is your year abroad? You, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be travel. It can yeah. be something else. It, and yeah. it's that's very individual. Mm-hmm. And you, not you, others need to find out what their, what their journey is. Mm. I love yeah. that. Yuri, this is amazing. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you want to just kind of say or capture that maybe we didn't touch on? Hmm. what's coming up for me and the last thing I want to share is to just remind people to be kind to themselves and to really love themselves because one thing that really hammered home to me in my journeys is that I will be in my longest relationship Mm. and I can be quite mean to myself Mm. and that's just a tough way of loving and I know a lot of people are hard on themselves as well so I think what I really want to put out to the world is to remind people to be kind and love themselves first. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything (laughs) and for just sharing your journey and your thoughts about your journey and how much it has helped you to go inside and uncover the absolute beautiful gorgeousness, intelligent, fun, incredible person that you are. I love you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. The She Leads Podcast Network.